Hey y'all, thank you guys so, so, so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Worlds of Country podcast. I'm your host, Andrew. On today's episode, I'm joined by Hannah Ellis to talk all about her musical journey to Nashville and within Nashville. And it was such, such, such a great conversation. Hope you guys enjoy it. We'll talk to you guys on the other side. Hey, Hannah, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm doing good. What have you been up to lately? You know what? Just trying to get ready for the 4th of July and planning out a lot more shows that we're doing this summer. Um, when did you sort of know that music was the path that you wanted to take with your life? You know, it was right before I graduated high school. So I actually already had a full-ride academic scholarship to college, so I kind of felt like I had my path. And then a couple months before I graduated, I kind of just had this come-to-Jesus moment where I was like, I think I'm supposed to pursue music. And I just felt really, really called into it. And, you know, I went on to college because my parents were like, we'd love for you to do that, but we totally support your music dream. So I kind of did both. But, you know, once I decided that's where I was going, I never looked back. Well, what was it specifically that drew you into music at that moment? Oh, man, you know, it's actually a really funny story. So I've done music my whole life. Um, always sang in church and in local contests and had a, I had a real passion for it. And I took my little sister to see the Hannah Montana movie. I know this is wild. And I was just so struck by, like, this girl from a small town chasing her big city dreams and... I was just like, I think I can do that. I think that could be me, which is hysterical. Um, and I like cried like the whole movie. And I'm like crying after the movie when I get home. And my mom's like, what's wrong with you? And uh, I was like, I think I'm supposed to do music with my life. And um, she's like, okay, well, we'll talk to your dad in the morning and see what that is. So my dad came over the next morning and we all sat and talked about it. And I was like, I really do think this is what I'm supposed to do. And you know, I guess the rest is history. Well, at that point, what, did you, what would you say was like the first big step you took towards figuring out how to how to make this a reality? You know, um, just kind of getting down to Nashville. I would say one of the first places we really got involved were um, we had a friend in Hendersonville uh, that knew a friend in Hendersonville. You know how that is. Um, and we went down and recorded some songs. And I think just doing that made it feel like, oh, we're really doing something. And then as far as getting involved in Nashville, um, I started going to AI, which is the Nashville or National Songwriter Association. And um, I feel like they really helped me get plugged into a writing community as far as that side of it goes. But uh, yeah, just getting to Nashville and, and trying to be part of the community. So did you always sort of know that Nashville was the place you wanted to end up? Yes. So even when I went to college um, in Lexington, Kentucky, I would come back and forth to Nashville because I knew I wanted to do country music. And obviously, Nashville is a new city. So so I would do the travel back and forth. And then I moved here right after I graduated college in 2013. You've been, you're almost 10 years into the 10-year town now. <laughs> yes. So I, that's right. You're exactly right. What would you say has been the biggest lesson you've learned over that that time that you've been in Nashville? 
Um, you know, to your point of it being almost 10 years, I would say the biggest lesson is to just stay on your path, keep going. If it really is what you truly feel called to do, and this is the community that you feel like you're part of, you just keep writing, keep working, keep singing, because your moment is going to come. It may not be the timeline that you have in your head, but it doesn't mean that it's not coming. We have to sort of learn to adjust our timelines that it's not always on our schedule. And that's like such a absolutely tough thing to let go of because we like like that little bit of control. But it's absolutely really yeah. Yeah. So um also like further to that point, what would you say has been like the biggest challenge that you faced? Oh man, the biggest challenge. It would be similar. It would be trusting that we were going to get there it would be like the hearing no and feeling like oh I'm ready for this moment and not having it happen um and I mean yeah they, they say you hear a lot of no's till you get your first yes it's, it's so true because there's a lot of people that were like oh it's not time for a record deal it's not time for this song to be out it's not time to have oh get a cut by another artist but those moments always come when they're meant to um but definitely the challenge is just keeping your head up and keeping your confidence up. Was there ever a point where you were like discouraged to the point of almost giving up on it? Or were you always able to sort of brush that all off and keep chugging at it? You know, I am, for better or worse, I am a very optimistic person, maybe to a fault. So, you know, I never did get, I never did get to the, I think I'm going to move home. Now, every once in a while, I would call my dad and be like, I have a college degree. I could do something else with my life. But, uh, you know, I never meant it. I don't think I could. <laughs> now, um, in those nine years now, what would you say are some of the things you're, you're most proud of that you've been able to mm. You know, I would definitely say writing songs that other artists felt confident cutting. That was huge for me because you know music is subjective right I can like something and you can hate it so when there's something that I write and I'm like I think this is pretty great and another artist says I think so too so much so that I want to put it on my record that was like still is such a huge accomplishment for me something that I can always kind of take home at night even when you know you have those long stretches of things not going your way you have that to rest on and go hey I've done this before I can do it again um and as far as something else I'm proud of just the the music that I'm making now like my growth and constantly being excited about growing and open to learning so could you um like walk us through that growth a little bit and how you got to where you are today as an artist one more time and just like um, walk us through that growth and how you got to where you are today as an artist. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, like I said, I moved here in, I moved here to Nashville in 2013. And then I just really immersed myself in the community, just met as many people as I could and was writing with people and singing it everywhere they would let me sing. Um, and through that, I, I made some great relationships. And then in 2015, I signed my publishing deal, you know, um, just for songwriting. And so because of that, I was like, they're not paying me to be an artist, they're paying me to be a songwriter. And so I really, for 
2015 and 16, I really poured myself into writing great songs. Even though I was always an artist and always singing, it wasn't my number one priority in those couple of years. My priority was writing songs that other artists would want to cut. And so through that time, I got touched with Russell Dickerson back here um, and Carly Pierce and Cassidy Pope and Danielle Bradbury and Devin Dawson. And, and it's, it's um, just been really a cool journey because I, as I got those, once I did that, I felt like, okay, I've, I was able to kind of prove that I can be a songwriter. Now I want to shift my focus back to being an artist. And I did that in 2017. I released my first independent project, like five or six songs. And it was just so fun to see people's reactions in town. And that's when I got my booking agent and I started touring again and really moving more into that artist lane again. And then I signed my record deal with Curb Records um, in March of 2020. Not the most convenient time ever. Perfect time. But But it's been an incredible journey with them so far. And um, and so we we started recording music at the end of that year and have been doing so since. And we have brand new music coming literally in the next couple of months, which is really exciting. Um, and a whole album coming next year. So it's it's really fun. It's been quite the journey. Do you feel like that time that you spent away from the artistry sort of helped you grow into the artist that you are now? Absolutely. I think so, because when I took a step back and I was just trying to write great songs, not worried about like, oh, how would I sing this? How would I say this? I actually would write songs that I'm like, oh, that is so me. That really feels like something I would say and how I'd say it. And then I kind of made this little pile of songs. And I think it really helped me find my voice um, as an artist. have to learn what a what a great song is outside of yourself you get to see absolutely absolutely you're so right about that and i and i'm so glad i did that because even now my husband or my producer will kind of tease me about how sometimes i'll i'll get in the way of my own best interest because um you know it's i'm so like oh would i say it like that would i do it like that when sometimes it's okay for a song to just be a great song you mentioned before about finding like that circle of people to trust and work with in the beginning how important was it for you to have those people to lean on oh absolutely so important i mean i think in any job having a community around you i mean you hear it all the time any kind of workplace where you feel like you're going and working with your friends your real friends you're going to love that experience so much more and you're going to be more creative and more productive. And I think that finding your crowd here in Nashville does that. And everyone has their team there in Nashville. People like to use the word camp. This is my camp, you know, but, but it is, there is something about having people that just get you and they get your sound and they, and they, they learn you to the point of knowing when they can kind of push you a little bit and say, Hey, let's think outside the box here. Let's, let's, let's let's try to stretch ourselves because it's so easy to just write what is comfortable and say what is comfortable um and if you have those people around you especially the people that have been around for years you're more willing to trust them and go okay okay let i'll go there with you and we'll see and and you arrive at this new place that is incredible and 
and it's just it's really special it's a, it's a comfort thing for sure you have to feel that you could trust the people that are giving you that slight little nudge there. absolutely so how difficult was it for you or easy was it for you to find that community that you you could surround yourself with you know i'm a different bird a little bit because i'm super social and extroverted like it is very easy for me to walk into a room of people i don't know and be like hi do you want to be my friend <laughs> you know not everybody has that type of personality um so for me it was it was really cool but god is also so cool in the way that he um I moved to an artist loft, right? So I actually became friends with and met my husband in that building because everybody there really kind of did music. So it was almost like living in a dorm with other musicians. So it was like we were always around and always playing music. And of course, I met other people in Nashville outside of that, but that's still some of my core group. So um, how would you describe the sound of the music you're making now? Mm. That's fun. I haven't done that yet. I would say I'm pulling from a lot of past and present. So I grew up in the 90s with the Shania's and the Faith and the Martinez. I mean, Jody Messina, that's all I sang in every contest was Martina and Jody Messina. So I feel like I'm leaning into that a lot, like where I came from in that space. But I also have always loved like R&B and, and the soulful side of pop music. And so I feel like there's a little infusion of that in, in this like 90s country energy that I'm bringing. Um, swag, if you will. That sounds so goofy to say, but I can't think of a better word. <laughs> it's the perfect, it's so I the perfect I think, word. <laughs> yeah, so like swaggy 90s country. That sounds terrible. Don't write that down. <laughs> But that's what it feels like to me. Creating a new genre here. So I'd be nice. That's right. I love it. So um, how how did you sort of settle on that sound? I think it's just like I said, growth, you know. I think it's, I was always very comfortable in the swaggy, poppy country sound, you know. Um, and I think being comfortable leaning into the more, a little more country a little more 90s has, uh, and that's really like I was saying, some of my crew around me helped me go, hey, but you grew up on this. Like, don't fight it, just lean into it, you know? And and so I think that's really how we arrived here. So um, your current single, Us, could you um, tell us the story behind that song and how it came together? Absolutely. So, you know, it came together because my husband and I, we actually dated for seven years before we got married. And we started dating like a year after I moved to Nashville. So a lot of people in our lives slash the music industry around us really only knew us together. Um, and so if I was at something, they'd be like, where's Nick? And if Nick was at something, they'd be like, where's Anna? You know, and we were kind of laughing about this, me and my co-writers. And, and we kind of had this idea of us, like what makes it us us? And not only that, but what are some of those things that when you think of one, you think of the other? And that's really where the song was born from. And it's fun because after we did the music video, I really realized that although I wrote it about a lover and that's who most people apply it to, it could really be about anyone in your life that you feel like you'll always have this really special bond with. 
So um, what's next for you? So like I said, we have new music coming in August and I'm really, really excited about it. Um, and I think that's going to be really fun for, uh, for the fans and also just for me. I can't wait. I love releasing new music. You love, you're not someone who's just like scared of releasing new music or something? No. Oh my gosh. I'd put new songs out all the time if I could. <laughs> it's not to hold you back. <laughs> that's right. Well, thank you so much again for taking the time for this. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Have a great day. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, y'all. Thank you guys so, so, so much again for tuning in. Hope you liked what you heard. If you liked what you heard from Hannah, be sure to go check her out on social media and go stream her music wherever you listen to music. If you liked what you heard from the podcast, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Leave us a nice review. We really, really appreciate all of your support. You don't even know how much it means. And please go follow us on social media at Worlds of Country on all platforms. We really appreciate that as well. Talk to you guys next week.